Welcome back to my Summer Quickie series, where we're revisiting short clips from previous episodes that I love and that have a really great core message to inspire you as you hopefully lounge by a pool or a body of water somewhere and just reflect on the year we've had, the crazy year we've had, and the years that are to come. Today, I want to share a clip from my episode with Michelle Mercurio, where she was sharing about her struggle and ultimate decision to let go of some things in her business that were actually doing really well and making her lots of money. This is such a great idea to bring up because I think all of us get really precious about things in our business, especially things that we've worked really hard on. I know I have created all kinds of content, programs, landing pages, sales pages, images, brand pieces that are on the shelf and will never be seen again. And it hurts when you have to retire something that you worked really hard on and that you're proud of, especially if it's actually working. But what I think Michelle really brilliantly points out is that sometimes by holding on to those things, we are filling our space and our time and not leaving room for growth and expansion into new places that we might not even fully be on board with yet. For me, I let go of all kinds of things in the past eight months in order to make room for a new growth opportunity in my business, something that is incredibly fulfilling for me and really exciting. And it was really scary. So I have pivoted, as many of you know, to only working with small creative agencies and coaching them and teaching them all of my secret methods for the Brand Shrink Brand Up agency that we've built. And I had to let go of so many other things that I spent years building and offering, things that people will pay me great money to do, things that I enjoy doing. But I had to let go of those things and I've had to say no to a lot of business opportunities in order to create this time and space for me to focus on building this program and giving it my all and making it everything I want it to be and more. And the opportunity that's so exciting there is that I get to share and teach with other people something that I did build with Steve. We built all by ourselves from scratch. So there's a lot of pride in that. But the only way that I was going to be able to transfer that information to other people and to build this whole ecosystem in which to train them was if I started saying no to lots of other things. And it's hard, especially... And this is something I think a lot of people can relate to. Sometimes you have to say no to money, good money, in order to create space to build something that is not going to make money immediately. And that's a really tough habit to build. Over the years, I've done it enough that I'm a little more comfortable with it. But in the moment, looking at your time and saying, this time I could sell it to somebody for, you know, X dollars or I could not get those X dollars and instead invest that time back into my business because in the future, I will be selling you know, more dollars for what I built and I'll be doing something that I am most excited about. That is a really hard trade-off to make in the moment. And I don't blame you if you can't do it right now, but I wanted to share this clip because this is where you're headed if you are set on continuing to grow and nurture and nourish a business that serves you and serves your goals and your mission. You have to be 
starting to get used to the idea that you will have to say no to projects and opportunities that may be pretty good in order to make room for something great. So without further ado, here is Michelle Mercurio. You told me recently that one of the stories that you had that you were holding on to was the idea that you had to hold on to things that were working and it was hard to let go of them. Tell me if I'm saying this wrong, but it was hard to let go of things that were working. I can totally relate to this um, in order to make space for something bigger and greater. Tell me like a little bit, an example of what good things you may have been holding on to. There are a lot of good things happening in my business right now, and I'm still expiring them. I'm still letting them go. (laughs) There's two really good reasons why. Number one, because you told me to. (laughs) (laughs) The best reason. (laughs) Exactly. Um, The other reason is that, you know, this is, this is actually really good for us to let go of information. It's really good for me to let go of information. I read a lot of studies that talk about your brain and how we, how you process information. So in the the realm of neuroscience, MIT, uh, London School of Economics, Princeton, these are all places that I've been reading about this uh, lately. They all talk about how information needs to be expired, both digital, digitally hmm. and personally. So there's a lot of information on the internet, right? We know this. <laughs> And most of it, good information, <laughs> most right? of it needs to be expired. Yes. <laughs> so there's a lot of people out there uh, who are actually working on that problem: how to expire information and how to keep information like clean and helpful, not necessarily just clutter and you know making uh, the the world a, a harder place to be in. And there's a lot of people who are working on the personal side of that too our brains are really programmed to hold on to information to keep us safe. And yet what information have we held on to that doesn't keep us safe? So for me, something good that's been a part of my business, like I had a podcast. It was a lot of fun. It was a really great podcast. Uh, It was called uh, Open Sesame. Great podcast. It's very much about questioning what you think you know, uh, trusting your intuition, restructuring your world around it. And it's going to continue. And my podcast partner is going to take that over. I'm going to have now my own podcast because (laughs) (laughs) that is coming because to me, it was a very good thing that we were doing, but it wasn't about my bigger purpose. It wasn't about why I'm really here. And, you know, why I'm really here on this earth is I want to make sure that people don't miss their lives and as we've been talking about people, I don't want to miss my life. Right. And I want to make sure too, that whatever we are here to do on our short time on earth, that we are leaving the legacies that we want to leave. So I am going to restructure what it is that I am doing and and go out there and do that. But I couldn't do that if I didn't expire some of the things that were happening in my own business. Similarly, I have really great products I've done a lot of one-on work with one-on-one work with people in the past. I can't do just one-on-one work anymore. It's safe and it pays, but it also burns me out. Mm-hmm. And well, and let me say that this is a um, that is a step in the evolution of 
most people's service businesses. Anybody who is an entrepreneur, who is a creative visionary thinker is always going to be growing. And you're, and I think anybody who is just inherently like that is going to outgrow the one-to-one services. And actually, as I teach people to make their services more and more profitable, that's the ultimate goal if you want it. <laughs> but you, mm-hmm. you get to a place where you're able to outgrow it because... I mean, what? Because you have enough clients because you're making enough money. Like there's space and you have and you've developed so much. What would you call it? IP. (laughs) Right. Yes. That's so true, though, because I shifted to group work a couple of years ago. And then also for really for certain projects, I still do one on one. But I see how all of it is now has a group component too. people learn really well from other people. Mm-hmm. And I have a really great toolbox of things that I have built that are very similar. The journey is similar for all of my clients, whether they're doing mindset work only with me or they're doing branding work or they're trying to discover if they even have a company, <laughs> right? <laughs> a lot of the tools are the same because the people all value the same things and they're all stuck in the same ways with, you know, going back to those, those bigger things, the, the fear, the guilt, the shame, the the worthiness, the things that are holding us back. Mm -hmm. And so releasing those, no matter what process we do is really done better when other people can be a part of it. And it doesn't just have to be a one-on-one scenario. And that's something that you are particularly expert at because you have done so much of it one-on-one with so many people, right? Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people want to jump to the idea of courses, group stuff before they've really cut their teeth (laughs) on working with people. And it's, I mean, actually, I won't speak for you. My experience has been that only through seeing so many people go through the process and just through experience, seeing the patterns so clearly emerge that I can now basically tell the future when I'm speaking to someone, I can see exactly how this whole thing is going to unfold. Only then was I really in a position to say, okay, now I can talk to a group because I can, I have more information than I'm getting from these people because I've seen a greater picture. Um, Absolutely. Kind of what I've seen with you too. You have to be an expert in what you do. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you have had to have a a million clients, but you have to be an expert and you have to know the patterns and you have to know where people are going to get stuck and how to move them through. So good things that you're letting go of, some of which are one-on-one, some of which are your podcast. How did you transition recently? What are the great things that you've transitioned into recently? A couple of things, actually. So 2020 has been a crazy <laughs> year, <It> has, <laughs> but it definitely has brought bigger visions. Uh, so I guess in some ways, the, the hindsight is 2020 phrase is a little bit uh, uh, <laughs> apropos here as well. Uh, not only have I done some of the own, my own work within my own business, I have really systematized a lot of my process. So that way I am not constantly trying to keep up on the back end of my business. So I can offer the things that I want to offer and not have to chase down like, oh, did that contract get signed? Or, (laughs) you know, uh, did that budget get looked at? (laughs) 
Right. So there's there's a there's an element of process that has emerged from my own business this year. And then accidentally, I joined forces with somebody who I've done a lot of work with over the past three or four years, three years. And we've, you know, we've co-created a brand on agency. Uh, so <laughs> I say that because we both have like this uh, limiting belief around what an agency does and what we actually do. Mm-hmm. So we work with different all clients throughout the globe, actually, to help them be seen, become known and be who they really are in their business. And we do things from purposeful storytelling. Uh, we do a lot of inspired design. We do strategic brand integration mm-hmm. and amplification. So how to take all the parts of you and make sure that they're uh, showing up authentically. And that's been a lot of fun. So the the brand scene is my co-created agency. And you know we've been doing a lot of process behind the work, but also uh, you know, behind the scenes. And we've really looked at how it is that we can help people with all of those things. And then we also launched a uh, program called Return to You, which I run. And it's all about how to return to yourself without, if you don't need the branding. So it's people who might not have companies who are, you know, in their careers and lives and are struggling with really getting rid of the things that are keeping them stuck. Mm -hmm. And experiencing life fully and having more joy. So that's one of the things that uh, I am excited about that I'm running now. That's so cool. And that is so you. (laughs) Talk about returning to you. That is so core to who you are. So I can see why that would be an exciting uh, launch this year. It's your purpose. Yes, Michelle, I totally agree. If you want to hear the full episode, Michelle dropped all kinds of gems in our episode from last year, episode 27. Just scroll back and listen to it. It's great conversation, and I know you'll get a lot of value out of it. And that wraps up our Summer Quickie series. Next week, I will be back with a full episode with the one and only Melanie Spring. Melanie Spring is a really insightful and brilliant speaking coach and just all around, you know, energizing force in the world. And I know you're going to get a ton of value out of the conversation we had. So stay tuned, make sure you are subscribed. And if you love these episodes, please consider sharing them with a friend or posting them on Instagram. You can tag me at PiaLovesYourBiz.com and I will almost definitely repost it. All right. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful last week of the summer and I will see you next week. Show Your Business Who's Boss is produced by Yellow House Media. Production coordinator is Lou Blazer. This episode is edited by Marty Seafelt. Creative direction by Steve Wastervall. Our theme music is Glass Prisms by Western Runners. 